Blog Talk Radio. Today is January 15th, 2021, Friday, 7 o'clock, and you are with the Fright Talk guys for a very special episode where we are going to look at the case of the Zodiac Killer. And with me is my good friend, my brother from another mother, Billy hey, Jones. Hey. How are you, Billy? I am well, and happy Friday to you. It is a wonderful evening here in South Florida. You know, it's exciting, and I've been super excited about this topic, so... Definitely, we're, we're excited to have all of you with us. Those of you who are listening live, we thank you. And those of you who will be listening, listening to the recording, we thank you as well. Send your comments, questions, or recordings to us at any time. Our, our inbox is open as well. And Billy, uh, before we start the show, we do have to give a little advisory here. Uh, for yeah. anybody that is listening in now or uh, once the show is recorded, please note that today's show... Uh, does depict talks of violence, murder, and crimes that have taken place. So listener caution is advised. The show is not for children. Please listen at your own discretion. And if you'd like to speak to us at any time during this live podcast, call us at 347-539-5372. The number is 347-539-5372. Inbox email boxes are open. We've got everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. We also got Fright Talk Guys at gmail.com. And we also got Instagram for N-T-A-B-S-C-H. That's for N-Tabs, Nadine Tabs, on Instagram. Send us those questions or comments or, or thoughts. We'd like to hear what you have to say. Well, Billy, let's go ahead and get this started. The Zodiac oh, yeah. Killer is one of the most famous serial killers in the history of the United States, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And his case is very detailed and it is very complex. And it starts... In December 20th of 1968, when two uh, teenage lovebirds were shot to death in their car that they parked out at a a lover's peak, if you will, and it was Mm -hmm. in a remote road at Lake Herman Road in uh, Vallejo, California. Now, Mm -hmm. police at the time were obviously baffled by this because uh, things like this didn't really take place. I believe at the time of the first murder, uh, it was about five or six years since anybody had been murdered in that area. So it was, that was the start. And there's other cases that we'll be talking about the Zodiac killer. That was the start of essentially the carnage and uh, some baffling uh, series of events that have taken place that to this day have kept people wondering in shrouds and shrouds of mystery. Mm, Yeah, indeed. In fact, that this, this this entire storyline goes back what 40 50 years yeah maybe it was, you know maybe even you know, late 60s right and so it really spans across two two um 
centuries, actually, um, you know, crossovers of centuries from 20th to 21st. Here's something else that I thought was fascinating. The very first story, the very first killing, it actually took place at a lake. And then there yeah. were these other sightings or spottings, you know, that took place as well, you know, throughout the episode, you know, throughout the, the journey of this person. And I also have to say to folks, when, you, when we look at the history of, of, of serial killers, I don't know who's smarter, at it, honestly, Nadine. The serial killer in the time in which he or she committed it, because remember, technology wasn't as sophisticated right. as we are now. People can be more traced today than they could be before, but people could still disappear, right. as we, we know as well. We've talked about that before. Two, there, there's so many ways to just get lost because people, especially if you're in suburbia, People have a false sense of security in suburbia sometimes and very posh, quiet, quaint communities, traditional communities that are perfect ground um, places for, for murders. And so, and as I studied with, you know, the, the, the history of this, I mean, these places weren't, these weren't bad places. These were very welcoming, yeah. common places, people living their everyday lives and doing what, they, what they're doing. And so I find the story just most remarkable. Yeah, and even a step further, in the, you know, in the 60s and the 70s, we're still in that peace-love time. And yeah. so we're still in that, the, the, the towards, leaning towards the end of the, of the hippie movement, and there's still very much that peace-love type thing going on. And so um, to even have murders taking place is, is quite uh, concerning at that time. Uh, so case one, we know about the two lovers that were killed by the lake right. in Vallejo, California. Case two uh, actually took place in early morning on July 5th, 1969. Uh, two people, they were 22, and uh, Darlene Farron, she was 22 years old, and her boyfriend Mike Magoo, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. Or Maju, uh, age 19, they were sitting in a parked car, a very similar a remote location, uh, Vallejo, California, they were approached by a man. He approached the passenger side. He put a flashlight to the window. The boyfriend, I believe, rolled down the window because they thought it was a police officer. Mm-hmm. And um, the figure shot into the car multiple times, killing uh, Darlene Farron and then wounding uh, Mike. And then this is the uh, second case. So within an hour of the incident, a uh, police department get there. It's a crime scene location, obviously. And uh, people have claimed in the past, and, and this is the part this is the part when we talk about serial killers, people who may not have committed the crime may want to take credit for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm absolutely. not sure why that is, Billy. I don't know why you think that is. Uh any theories on that? Uh, you know what it I'll share this. I it's <laughs> it, it's it's interesting because it's I akin it's it's akin to what we see today via social media, you know, folks who get likes and get acknowledgments. There is a value to that. There is a, a, a psychological value um, that it fixes. This desire to a want to be acknowledged or accepted and fed that knowledge of acceptance. And it's no different, however, in this time when we were before technology and people were very um, looking for a way to be connected and you know, looking for a way to come out and be recognized. And even more so, a way for which you can do something and even beat the, the court of law and authorities that govern our, our nation. 
that you could ride the waves of, above the law and be a rebel and then dwell among us, totally among us, like everything is okay. That in itself is creepy. And you know what else is creepy too, Nadine? The fact is, as they were working on these cases, you know, there are all these copycats or wannabes that were calling. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, and, and I mean, these poor detectives. And then on top of that, even geographically, how it moved, I mean, the, the West Coast was busy. It was popping over there mm-hmm. with this madness mm-hmm. and these murders. And, and the amount of heart goes out to any listeners who are here uh, listening to us tonight, live or recorded, if any of your families were impacted by this. Because many yeah. of these, 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 kill, these, these victims were young. Some of them were even high school age. Yeah. Yeah. And it's obviously terrible. And so the whole Zodiac, the name, derives from that when these killings took place, um, letters were sent. To right. police departments, and in the letter, it was mentioned the type of ammo used in both crime scenes, as far as the brand of ammunition, which was confirmed, and and the killer included this to confirm that it was actually him. Um, the bullet wounds, the locations of where these people were shot, and most chilling of all, the placement of the bodies after these people were killed, how their bodies, you know, ended up after they were shot. So all of these things were mentioned in letters that were sent to the police department and along with a code to decipher. And it was also sent out to that this needs to be printed in the newspaper. And if it's printed in the newspaper, my name is in this encoding, which throughout time people have had much difficulty trying to decode the majority of it. Some of it has been absolutely decoded, but, um, some of it has not been decoded, right? And so this lends itself to the now you have somebody who's killing people, and now they are taunting. Yeah, um, yeah, police. that's the part that's crazy. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it's almost it's maniacal in that you know you are you're committing these crimes, and then you're turning around and saying, "I did it. Come and get me." Now, as yeah. you said, Billy, you're going to say this, and I, I'm going to harp on this. You're absolutely right. What you got away with in the 60s and 70s, you will not get away with in 2021. It is not the same ball game. We are not living in the same world. Um, somebody committing such heinous crimes and getting away with it to the level that that person, whoever the Zodiac Killer was, did um, is actually mind-boggling. And, um, yeah, I, I, I think that we're in a very different time, but clearly this person enjoyed the attention. Yeah. It, it did not, it, the enjoyment and it, the idea, which is even creepier, the idea that you could toy with people's in the, in, in, in authorities, uh, emotions, because they're, they're detectives and law enforcement representatives who spent almost their entire careers, they retired not ever finding out who Zodiac Killer was. They had several right. suspects, several men, and I, and I have to say this, all the suspects, you know, the, the common thread uh, as far as demographic um, uh, about the, the suspects, white male between the ages of 25 and 40 or 25 and 30, depending on the audience, and blonde hair, curly, some even say an active duty, formerly active duty service representative, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and someone just in, in glasses as well. Yeah, and exactly. I'm thinking to myself, wow, this sounds like someone who, in, in my opinion, could be my next door, everyday neighbor, someone who could be very kind and maybe not getting the kicks 
that they want out of life, so they'd rather take it in death, right? Someone else's death. There's something that creeped me out, though, that I don't know if you came across this in your research. There was one moment when the, in, in the early stages of the Zodiac killings when he said that at first, in one of the letters, I will, you know, going after sport like animals is nothing. Why, yeah. you know, when, when there is much more sport in taking human life. And, right. and I'm thinking to myself, wow. And we can say that someone is, a, you know, a psychopath, you know, someone who's, I mean, wh- who's a psychopath? The likelihood of doing something over and over and over, right? This, this repetition. Yep. But this is a conviction to that, that, that reality, those actions. It's graphic. And, and one last thing that I want to share, too. I found it most interesting that a lot of these killings started, and I get it, it's in California, but there were a lot of lakes and a lot of places where lovers' lanes took place. Yeah. And yeah. so... And there were some exceptions to that where there were some killed, like a cab driver was killed or shot. And he picked right, up this right. man. And then there were teenagers who actually saw in that particular case. I mean, these poor people were going about their lives, young lovers doing what they should probably not have been doing and being in the wrong place at the wrong time. And it's funny because the Zodiac killers killing of, or victimizing of those individuals, it actually created the parody that we see quite often played over again and again in slasher films of the teenager who is, you know, who is in the wrong place at the wrong time. There's a, you know, sexual energy in the air and so is death in the killer. Right. And so I can see how that's drawn quite often um, from the Zodiac. And there are quite a few films that came out after this, you know, not about the Zodiac, but think about it. Michael Myers, um, Mm -hmm. Jason, and all these other individuals would all have teens and young people dying at at the hands of some serial killer or some psychopath who's killing. Right. Right, and obviously, I mean, listen, it takes a deranged mind to do uh, the things that he did. And, and also signing the letters with the Zodiac symbol, hence yeah. the name Zodiac Killer, and that's, uh, that's where that came from. Mm-hmm. And so as we look at this particular case, we know that – so there's – the Zodiac Killer had claimed to have taken more lives than what were actually attributed to him. So somewhere in there lies the truth. As far as suspects, they've had eight, uh, eight considerable suspects. Nothing definitive. And then we're talking about that look that you're that description that you were talking about, Billy. You know, um, but that description, and I think it's one of the what made it so difficult to kind of pinpoint somebody. That was a very common look in West United States at that time. It's very common. You know, it was it was not. There was nothing uh, besides the fact it was very difficult to for to find witnesses. Um, there was nothing specifically that would jump out to say, okay, this person had you know a tattoo on the neck or anything like that, right? Because that would make it a little bit easier. And so, I think if you think about one of the creep factors here, how many people living in San Francisco, California at that time? Would have walked past this person, been in the same store as this person, and never realized that this person was a Zodiac killer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, look what the cops. In one of the cases, the the cap case, um, three teenage boys were out, and they saw the the circumstance taking place. They saw what was going on with the cab driver, and they thought something was odd, so they immediately called the cops. But then as the cops were calling in, the the Zodiac killer was also calling from a, a payphone somewhere. And long story short, the description of who they should have been looking for, the cops, got misconstrued. And so as a result, they passed the man on the street that very well could have been the Zodiac, but they didn't stop. 
and that person, you know, disappeared into oblivion. And so just another reminder, wow, I mean, yes, people aren't perfect. I, I recognize that, and we have a lot of respect for our law enforcement and those who work in the call centers and the dispatch centers for these things. But I would say as well, so because of tracking devices, we all have tracking devices now and so many other things. I'm always yeah. wondering if, 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 if are we now ripe with everything going on? Is this a ripe season for a new wave of, 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 of psychopaths, right? And especially right. serial killers. But the difference is technology is here and it's catching things. So those young males described a, a lot of their description of who they thought was the killer matched the first descriptions. But then there were some distorted um, differences as the story goes on. And even the sketches were all bizarre. Yeah, and then eventually we get to a point where uh, he's killing, wearing the black hood with the Zodiac symbol on the chest. Yeah. Right? So there's that description, the sketch of that. And, you know, I also like to think, Billy, that people nowadays, I'm hoping, are more aware of their surroundings. Uh, just because of the type of world we live in. And, and if they're not, I, I really do hope that they are. Um, like you said, we all have trackers through our cell phones to, to find uh, where we're at or, or any type of interaction that we may have had. And I think that has helped law enforcement. And going back to your point, you know, we respect our law enforcement officers. They're on the line of duty every day. But is it possible that at that time, law enforcement passed the killer and didn't yeah. give it, you know, the, the, a second thought, perhaps, right. maybe it, it's, it's difficult to say, you know, because trying to place your, yourself there at that time in an event, it's, 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 it's rather difficult. Now there have been a few shows that have come out that have tried to break this code. Yeah. Right. They have. So right. Right. Break this code. And they've had much, much difficulty. And later on in the show, there is actually a 2020 update on the case of the Zodiac Killer. Later on in the show, we're going to give that case update. We don't want to give all of the bits and pieces just yet. Now, Billy, we have a few questions here mm-hmm. that we should start getting to because I think that that list is growing. Yeah, it is. And- it is. <laughs> so, um, okay. So we have a story. For, uh, a story. I'm sorry. We have a question from Jim, Billy. It says, what aspects of the Zodiac Killer story intrigue you? For me, what, what intrigues me the most is that that someone was so ultimately committed to doing the unthinkable to so many poor people and never getting caught. Never getting caught. Yeah. And there have been claims of individuals who called in and confessed, right? Several folks have confessed, I'm the Zodiac Killer. But I, I have to say what, what intrigues me is that. And the other thing that intrigues me, too, was it for law enforcement to publish very sensitive things about the right. case right, before right. they should have let it be revealed. Because they were almost like giving away their own information. And, uh, and, and the Zodiac Killer is playing hide and go seek. Ha ha, you're not here. I'm in the closet. Wait, I'm in the basement. Wait, I'm in the, cell, I'm in the, in the attic. And so it, it, they didn't help, in my opinion, and I'm not a law enforcement um, rep, you know, agent or a representative or a worker or, you know, or influencer um, and respect to the work. But I would think today, whenever we hear things on television, Nadine, and they said, if you have any tips, please call this phone number. And there may be a prize reward, a, a monetary reward for your mm-hmm. contribution. 
So we're not getting all the information on cases until the case is closed or they have an absolute um, culprit in, in handcuffs. And so I thought it was very odd. They, would even, they published it in several of the papers, this phenomenon in all these codes, hoping that the good of the public would help bring this forward. You know, if you think about and you think about journalism, journalism is very yellow at times. And sensational journalism is still, even in print, it still existed then. And so it, I, I found it quite intriguing that, that was, those were two um, consistent things that happened throughout the entire history of this killer. What about you? I agree. I agree with you. I think for me, the intrigue is I see these letters of to decipher, and I feel as that people were focusing in on that. It was almost like a smokescreen. Focus in on this difficult puzzle I'm giving you, and now I'm going to go on the side and do whatever the hell I want. And then mm-hmm. when you catch on to it, now I'm going to throw you another puzzle that you still won't be able to decipher, or it'll take you a little longer to decipher. And I'm still going to go and do whatever the hell I want. So it seemed to me, what intrigues me is that I feel that so much was put into trying to decipher the code with reason, of course, that maybe something else could have slipped through unnoticed. And I think that's what intrigues me. And of course, the the, the Zodiac killer to this day has never been caught. Nadine, let me ask you a question. Follow up to Jim, you just triggered this, by the way. What do you think of the fact that it was Zodiac? I mean, the Zodiac itself, the, the, the Zodiac we know today is 12, right? 12 um, um, icons or representatives. It is said that there should be a 13. We're missing one 13. The 13 Zodiac is missing. And so, but even still, to be all the Zodiac is all these personalities. And so what if the Zodiac killer was the Aries killer or the Aquarian killer? Would that have made this any different? Would it have given a slight lead Almost, almost like, I mean, fanatical in a sense, because then detectives would have to learn astrology, right? Like, okay, let's study astrology here to figure right, out right. the characters. But the fact that it was Zodiac was so incredible, incredible name for a killer, a pseudonym, at least for a killer. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, would it have thrown off the law enforcement any more or any less? I don't know. I think it, you know, the Gemini killer. Track of that. Anyway, think about it. The Gemini killer. That sounds good. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, the Aquarian killer. <laughs> the Capricorn killer. You know, but then if you make it an Aries, obviously I'm an Aries, but you make it an Aries killer, we're half crazy anyway. Some say so. We're fiery, so that just suits us perfectly. And so it's it, it, you know, so the name itself is also intriguing, Jim. That that was my main point to all that. Yeah. I love it. And folks, if you're listening live to us, you can talk to us too at 347-539-5372. Again, that number is 347-539-5372. And if you're a little shy and we're seeing that you're not because things are slowly pouring in and question-wise, you can email us at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com, frighttalkguys at gmail.com, or in tabs on Instagram. So, Nadine, I, want, I got something to throw out at you. All right. Listen to this. Maria says... There was a movie, I believe, adapted from the Zodiac Murders. If they have some guy running around in what looks like a spacesuit, have you seen it? Do you think the world needs a Zodiac Murder movie? There was a movie called Zodiac. I would yeah, I didn't see it. You saw it. Zodiac. Yeah. Yeah, and it focused on the Zodiac killer's case. Um, 
and there's been a ton of documentaries about the Zodiac Killer. Do I think that we need like an additional movie? Not really, but also remember that with the movies comes a an air of fiction. So if somebody is creating a movie and they have eight suspects, it's not going to be okay to just put eight suspects in a movie without a closing. So they're going to try to guide you to think that one of the suspects in particular would be the Zodiac Killer over the others. But yes, there is a movie called The Zodiac. Um, I saw it years ago. It does not fall into the category of horror, but definitely thriller. Again, the movie does focus on them trying to the the cases and then trying to decipher. I believe Robert Downey Jr. might be in it. Mm-hmm, Maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, I think you're right. Yeah. So I I. I don't know if we need another Zodiac Killer movie, only because every perspective, every time a movie comes out about a serial killer, there's going to be a hint of fiction, and then the perspective is going to shift depending on the writer and the director. And I, I don't know, would you agree with that, Billy? I do. Think about this. What if Dexter, <laughs> this show that used to come on the Showtime, you know, this killer or serial killer, you know, the hunter or serial killers. And what if the story of Zodiac was told from the point of view of an actual live protagonist, right? Because right. whenever we watch these shows of serial killers, we, there's only one, serial, one potential victim that's often the focus in the storyline, but everybody else is just fodder for the course, right? And so if we got some other point of view, the most obvious would be law enforcement. Well, we've seen that already. If there ever was a resurrection of the, of the theme, and maybe we need something else, maybe from the point of view of a Zodiac killer that would totally throw it off with a protagonist that would be so different than what we're normally used to in movies, or from the perspective of a victim that actually survived and actually decided to join the ranks to try to kill or destroy, or even more so, become a Zodiac killer too. So like that would be different. And so if we're going to do it, and re- if we're going to do it, we got to pay homage to the, to the, to the classic. But we also got to deviate a bit and make it more distinctive because I think that's what people are looking for, a new grab. But I'll tell you this. We got enough going on in the world, Maria. No, not sure if we need any more influence in this regard. <laughs> that's, that's the truth if I've ever heard it. Uh, Bill, I have a question for you. And this one is kind of throwing me off a little bit um, because, well, let me just read it to you. Tina asks or says and then asks. Some say that Zodiac Killer story is a hoax. Do you think some of it is false? Now, Billy, I can tell you that from the cases and stuff I've read, I've never come across anybody thinking it was a hoax. So that's why I'm a little thrown off. But, I mean, it's, what, is, what is your thought? Tina, I think what you're, you're saying here is this, because in some of the things that I did find out, it depends on the context in which you're looking at the story, whether you lived it or you're reading about it like us. We're far removed from the situation. So those who lived it in the time, let's say in America, 1970, 1968, 69 was the bulk of the murders. If you were alive and living in America at that time, with everything else going on in America, but you were living in Miami versus in California, Napa Valley, right? The impact of what that story means, some folks thought it was just a way for the newspapers to just gain attention. It wasn't like folks, honestly, especially when you start publishing very sensitive clues, people thought it was some hoax. They're like, oh, this couldn't be. Why would law enforcement go to this length in order to ex- 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 expose itself and risk all opportunity of finding or bringing closure to a, a very critical case? And of course, saving more lives. So people began to think it was, it was a lie. 
because it was very centralized. The FBI did get involved, but it stayed very um, central to the communities in which it was impacted. It never made this international headline. Like I asked my parents and, and family who were alive at the time and around, they're like, I don't remember hearing about no Zodiac killer. I heard about it when it was in a movie or in a book, of course. You may have had a little mention, but it didn't resonate with them because they were far removed geographically from the space. Now take that for us, we're geographically removed in time, right? So I think it all depends on the time in which you're in. Some people would have thought that it was a hoax very well versus those who are living in the moment. Imagine those in the communities. I mean, definitely would change your perspective and wanted to hang out or just be out and engaged um, because there's a, there's a killer loose. Right. Yeah. Um, As far as the falsehood, I mean, I think there's falsehoods in that people who've come out claiming to be the Zodiac killer who aren't, or people who are saying, oh, so-and-so was the Zodiac killer because they got drunk one night and told me, you know, I I think there's a lot of falsehoods. And to be honest with you, I think that's what made it even more difficult to solve the case. Because if you have 50 people that are coming forward and saying, no, I did it. I mean, where do you start? You know, so I think that, like you said earlier, Billy, not only the copycats. So, yes, Tina, there is some falsehood there in people claiming to uh, have been there or not. As far as if the actual uh, murders are a hoax, they are most definitely not. Yeah, I agree. There is, I'm with Nadim on this especially. Folks, yeah. all you have to do is go online and take a look. It doesn't take long. Google will show you lots on this particular case. And because they were very um, overt about the case, there's a lot of facts and, and artifacts that now are available. And, but mm-hmm. yeah, and it's so weird. It's like, why would they let that go on a case that's still open? That was so different. That to me was, have driven me to start suspecting or uh, to suspicion rather, whether or not this is actually real. You know, cause think about it today. You, we, we do all these uh, murder mystery games that you can do virtually. You can do them live. You can do escape rooms. So people are paying for that f- kind of fun. So we were to hear today. Oh, rest assured. People are like this, there is no way this could happen today because of X variable, Y variable, and Z variable. And so, but to to Nadine's point, no, folks, there's enough evidence to, to substantiate its existence. Shame on you, yeah. Zodiac. Shame on you. <laughs> Nadine, <laughs> we got a caller here, I think. So we're going to okay. bring one of our callers on the air. But just so that everyone's listening, if you want to speak to us live uh, during this remote live show, call us at 347-539-5372. 347-539-5372. Our inboxes are open at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com and frighttallguys at gmail.com and in tabs, N-T-N-T-A-B-S-C-H on Instagram. You can go to Fright Talk Guys too. So let's see what we can bring on air here. Caller, you are live on the air with the Fright Talk Guys. Good evening. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. <laughs> Who are we speaking with? Karina. Ah. Uh, Nadine, Karina, favorite. Favorite. <laughs> Karina, it is a pleasure to meet you, ver- to vocally meet you. <laughs> you have a question Thank for us or a comment regarding the Zodiac Killer, Karina? Happy New Year, by the way. Thank you so much. Happy New Year to you guys. Um, I did have two questions. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I'll start with this one. So you guys kind of talked about it a little bit, but I wanted to bring this up. So I was wondering if you guys thought that maybe the cab driver's death might have been a copycat murder. Mm, that's, that's a good, good question. One. Very good question. Uh, I, you know, I feel, I think, now you think about it, 
I'm wondering if it were a copycat murderer because, A, when you look at the, the trajectory of the murders, they are centralized and it jumps around a bit in the city. So it's possible it could be the same person. But then I started thinking because they did early exposure, Karina, and, and, and taking it to the papers, I thought it was way too premature personally to take it to the papers. As a result, it only triggered other ignoramuses in society to want to make some contributions. I personally think there were more copycats. And it's so sad because now, before the demographic shifted a bit in terms of who could be murdered, before youngsters, there were high school, 16, 17, 18, 19, 21, 22, then it shifts. It begins to shift a bit. It's in the cab driver, I believe he was still young, but he was older than the average. You yeah. know, So I thought that was different. It, the demographic was just so strange for, to me, why would the killer all of a sudden want to deviate? If you're going to be a serial killer, you've got to be consistent with your victimization. What do you think, Nadine? Well, I, yeah, um, Karina, I agree with you. I think it might have been, only because if you look at the first two cases, they're very similar. They are couples. They are alone in a remote location. And then at some point after, we have a taxi cab driver. Like, that doesn't really match, right? And the taxi cab driver in a neighborhood where the, the other locations were remote. So I think you might be onto something there, Karina, to be honest with you. I, I do think that it, it is quite possible it is a copycat only because it doesn't match the other, uh, the first two uh, cases, the first two murder cases. If you compare that, Karina, I don't know if you know who Edward Gain is. We got to cover him too, Nadine, by the way. Um, <laughs> Edward Gain, another serial killer. Edward Gain murdered middle-aged white women who fit a certain description yes. that almost mirrored his own mother because he had his own estranged situation with his mom, right? And so that serial killer was very consistent in that regard. You know, at the end of the day, the fact that there were people dying senselessly that makes a serial killer and they're happening perpetually in the same circumstances and, and being taken out doing and living their lives in normal circumstances. And I think that's the part they didn't see it coming. And when they did, it was too late to defend themselves. So I get it. That makes it serial. Right. But I think he kind of got messy. If not, he may have aged a bit and lost his touch. Perhaps the, 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 the Zodiac because Okay, you take this cab, and you take it was just odd. And then those three teenagers, you probably saw this too, Marina. That, Karina, there were those three teenagers who actually saw this situation. They actually identified a potential yeah. person. And so, and then it was late at night. So then I started thinking, what are these teenagers doing at night? What are they doing? <laughs> so there are all these like, weird things that were going on. I wish that I could geographically see like a map, perhaps, of what where all this went down. You know, street lights, circumstances. I love to see how all that played into it. Definitely a great question. Got other, any other questions for us, Karina? Um, I guess the other question, kind of just um, if you guys maybe have any, if you guys have thoughts or created any profiles of who the Zodiac killer might have been, um, I guess we'll just talk about those. Um, I don't know if maybe you guys had any thoughts about maybe why he might have been killing um, these people based off of the MOs like we were just talking about or if you guys had any idea of who he might have been any thoughts you guys have had based off of the research you've done good question um, yeah you want you want me to go Billy or you want to go you with can this try one? try Nadine because I got a couple of thoughts as well but I'd love to hear yours first so the the person who okay 
So as far as why, if you look at his, this is what I will tell you. And obviously I'm no type of criminal or psychological profile, anybody. I'm intelligent, but I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not anybody uh, with a degree in criminology. But based upon my research, he was significantly more violent towards women than towards men. Yes. That tells me that he had some sort of aggression with women, be it an ex, a mother, or something like that. Obviously, we know this is somebody who had some form of military background. Even if it was minute, it was still something. There has been a solid eight suspects, solid eight suspects in the time of the Zodiac. Every suspect that they've come up with can be written off. There has been a new show in 2020 on FX that follows this one particular gentleman who believes that his father was the Zodiac killer. Okay. His biological father, which he didn't Mm -hmm. know growing up. So I believe based upon the research, um, one of the people most likely, and based upon the the show, the documentary that I watched uh, would be Earl Van Best Jr. There are certain things that tie him into the uh, Zodiac world, okay? Uh, There's major connections. He was most definitely in the area. He knew how to decipher and to write codes because his grandfather did it in the military. He was, when he was in high school, he was in uh, some sort of ROTC type deal at that time. So like a a younger, in a younger military program. So there's, um, you know, it's just, the truth is, it's just so much to get into, but the show does a pretty decent job. Now, hard evidence the only hard evidence that actually exists, obviously, besides the poor victims, um, there is a partial DNA on the Zodiac Killer from saliva from when he sent in the envelopes to the police stations. They have not been able, however, to match any of those DNAs. And mm. one of the biggest problems, uh, Gotti, is that people are just – the people who are accused are dying off or dead. That's what makes it difficult. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Billy, what are your thoughts? And then I have a question for Karina. I, oh, that's a great question and, and great feedback. You gave me some 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 points to consider, Nadim. I have to say I, I don't have a, necessarily an answer to Karina's question, but I do have a point of reference regarding the latter letters or the, like one of the final letters or close to final letters, can't recall which, that the Zodiac sent out. The Zodiac made a comment that at some point he wanted to start switching up the game and start going after like a school bus with children and, mm-hmm. and wanted to switch it on and try that and see the little kitties fly. Like it was, it was sickening. And so to my, at that point, I began to wonder, wait a minute, is this not a copycat or an individual? Like why all of a sudden to switch in the game? First of all, why the, why the killing, right? We never understand the motive. But then even secondly, why now switch it? Why switch the variables a bit in, 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 in the demographic? And so I, and then that concerned me because the very first victims were still children. They were, un, one, were they 16, 17 years old, I think, Nadine? And then mm-hmm. now you're going to go with children on a school bus? Like, that is a sick person. And so I just thought that was very interesting. We don't know the motives, but I will say this. Cesar Labroso, who is a famous criminologist, he wrote a book called the, the criminal woman, the normal woman, and the prostitute. He was a 14th century criminal, criminologist and a psychologist. And a lot of what he wrote about in his book, I read it from cover to cover about a decade plus ago. And a lot of what he talks about in his book is 
the demographics that he uh, data that he would collect about each of those respective women type in his world: the criminal woman, the normal woman, and the prostitute. And the criminal woman is the one that he said was the most wicked of all, the most seductive of all, and the most alluring. So we get these descriptions that the Zodiac Killer is a man, right? According to all the suspects and reports. What if the flip were scripted? It was really a woman all alone. We yeah. don't get that. And we also don't see the world then through the lenses that we see today, where people are more open and receptive to different diversities and identities. So maybe it could have been someone else who was even less threatening or and more yeah. and yet more skilled. We just don't know. Yeah, and you know, I so again, there's eight suspects. I thought out of the eight. Earl Van Best Jr. kind of based upon what I saw in the documentary. That's just an opinion, not to yeah. slander his name or anything like that. He was never proven guilty. There was no, he was not labeled the Zodiac Killer or anything like that. If you were to watch the documentary, you would say, well, maybe it was him. But I've seen other documentaries where I think, well, maybe it's somebody else. So no way it's to like degrade the family name or anything like that. But, you know, it's, it's, just an opinion, and, and his name is out there amongst other people, but never proven, uh, you know, ne- never arrested for that, um, you know, proven, uh, he was never proven to be the Zodiac or anything like that. So I don't want it to attach that to his name, but, you know, I thought I'd mention it. All right, Karina, I have a question for you. You there? Karina? Karina, you still there? Yep. Okay, yep. I have a question for you now. Since you do such a great job, by the way. Thank you for always sending us in your questions. We, we appreciate it so much. So here's a question I have for you. Do you think the Zodiac Killer is still alive? It's funny you ask this because me and my parents were discussing this earlier. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's a tough question. I think it just goes back to everything you guys have been talking about that we really don't know everything about the Zodiac Killer. I've right. heard some stories that he might still be alive because he might have been younger when the killings were going on. And, and there's a lot of stories that, you know, he might have already passed away. Like a lot of the suspects that you guys were talking about, a lot of them have already passed away by now. So right. it's kind of hard to pinpoint if he's still alive. Um, just because there, we really don't know about his age. Right. And, and that's a good point, Karina. You know what? I just thought of something. He was like 20 years old at the time when he, you know, this is occurring, 25. Um, so then that would make him in his sixties or seventies now, right? Seventies. Right. And right. so if he were alive and I'm also going to add another, um, treat, you know, caveat to that. You know, if he's fitting the demographic that the most commonly is described for him, there may be other um, consistencies with health and, and you know, health uh, degradation um, uh, and things like that um, that may also support that if he were alive, he may not be in good condition. Because I think I read in one report that he was also a smoker. One person, there was, there was some claim in that regard. There was a cigarette smell or a butt found somewhere. And so I'm thinking, well, if he was a smoker, then we already know what the outcome could be with that for his health potentially, right? And so I that's a really good question, Nadim. I don't know. What do you think, Nadim? Do you think the, the Zodiac's still alive? Or, better yet, are you the Zodiac, Nadim? Because right, at least right now with Karina, we have I have proof right now on air that at least two of us will know it's you, okay? 
Well, I, I will tell you, I am most definitely not. I'm not going to be like one of these people claiming responsibility. That ain't me. <laughs> but I will tell you, uh, if you go to history.com, there are the list of eight suspects, and they go, uh, and again, I'm going to say this, none of the names of these people, these all, all of these people are innocent. Their names have come up, and it's on history.com. Their names have come mm-hmm. up in the Zodiac investigation. All of these people are innocent. None of these people have been arrested or taken to court for this or proven guilty at all. They still have their names intact. So if you go to history.com, it tells you why they're suspected, and it also tells you why they are not. So why it is debunked. So, you know, there, there's Lawrence Kane, Ross Sullivan, Arthur Lee Allen, Richard Marshall, Richard Gakowski, Earl Van Best Jr., Jack Terrence, and Donald Lee Bujuk. And all those names show up on History.com. And I'm reading it not because I'm saying any of them are. I'm just reading it because on History.com it says these people were kind of either looked into, investigated, or at one point pleased to be. Karina, thank you so much for calling in. We always love your questions, and we love you listening in, and you're absolutely the best. Thanks, Karina. Thank you guys so much for doing this. No, thank you. Take care. And so, Nadeem, I got a couple questions here that came in since. Karina, you rock. Um, John John asks, either, either the killer is a psychopath or a pathological liar. Do you think in these times a new serial killer will emerge? I hope not, obviously. Um, is it possible? Of course. But I will say to anybody out there who, you know, anybody out there who thinks about it or thought about it, we live in a time where there's a lot of gun-friendly laws. So if there is somebody who, who attempts this, um, it may not be as easy for them nowadays as it was in the 60s or 70s. Because right. a lot of population is armed. That's the truth. And so, you know, uh, could it still happen? I would hope not, but of course, it, I guess it's always a possibility. I just think it's more difficult. People know how to defend themselves better, are more aware of their situ- uh, their surroundings. People are constantly recording on their cell phones. It just things are more difficult. What about yeah. you, Billy? I mean, do you think I, something... I like you. I agree that we should not have an, nothing more to emerge. We got enough going on. The twin problems of America. Um, but I will say though, if if it were to occur, you know, a new day and a new era, it would have to be based number one the the environment. One would think that historically, because things are so unprecedented, is is the adjective, and so unsettling that this could be a, a ripe season. But let me say this: what you said earlier was spot on. You know, now that we have gun-friendly laws and things like that, which is, you know, to each his or her own. We're not here to debate that. But what that right. says here is that also it gives people the right. Those who do believe in that right also believe in the right of the law, right? And so mm-hmm. if they're going to defend themselves, well, I had to defend myself. I'm not going to go flee and run. I had to defend myself. I had to stand my ground. And right. so in this regard, if you want to be a serial killer, you don't want to get caught. So I think, if anything, it could be a season but it would really take some other um, um, some other variables. It has to be a right occasion, a right environment. It has to be one of those things that would totally throw us off course. But also, too, this person would really need to be able to work and, and ride above the law in, in terms of knowing how to ride and, and, and hide from FCC, you know, the airwaves of how we do things and, and, and how we can be traced through navigation systems. That person would have to be so ultra-skilled. 
And even if they were, you still can be traced. So yeah. you would have to be someone who would be able to who would know how to ride those constructs. And I just don't think there's anyone out there who may be able to do that right now. Just a yeah. thought. Uh, I have a question here, Billy, and it's, it's a two-parter. It's a statement, and then it's a question. Mm-hmm. This is from Dennis. He put, my family claims that my uncle was a Zodiac killer suspect. I never met the man. He died in the early 90s. That's kind of creepy. That's interesting. One of the of the eight people online died in the early 90s, one of the eight suspects. What would you do if a family member you loved was accused of one of the cruelest crimes ever? I find that statement interesting because as I was doing my research, there is somebody, one of the suspects who died in 1993. I'm not going to uh, say their name, but if you go to history.com, you, you'd see it. But mm, that's kind of interesting, Dennis. Uh, what would you do, Billy, if a family think- member of you? was accused of one of those cruelest crimes. Listen, uh, you know, love is love, right? And But I also have to say, uh, the burden of proof would have to be on the state or in law enforcement to prove that there was a, a the, the, the case or the, the, the culprit is who it is, right? And if that's the case and I fall into that realization, I'm not going to be here and be disillusioned and say, oh, no, not my baby, not my uncle, not what have you. If no. the burden of proof is clear and the evidence supports it, then lock that person away and give them the fullest penalty to the extent of the law. And I think that, that it would be hurtful. It's, it's sad to say that. It's unfortunate that people have to go through that. They go through it right now. Look how many people are incarcerated. And it's almost as if once people are locked away for life crimes like that, if they're given that option or choice to still live with their, the, in, in regret of their actions, it's like they died to those who were left behind. And so I, I think it's, it's, quite sad but if it were to occur it is what it is i have to take you know i have to let the law do what it has to do right and you know me being related to somebody or loving somebody as a family member doesn't excuse them from the law um there's if there's proof and you committed the crime then then you committed the crime and and it would be hard to deal with don't get me wrong depending how close you are to this family member, it'd be hard to deal with to know that a family member is a serial killer. But, um, you know, it's even worse to think of the victims and the victims' families. Yeah, hmm. That's true. And Their I got sorrow exceed my, the, my love for my family member. Yes. Yeah, it, you're right. And, and, and it kind of ties in. Now, now that crosswalks over to something even more interesting from a Denixia. Listen to this. Have you guys visited any of the sites like ZodiacKiller.com? Go there now, Nadine, <laughs> to check oh, out the latest, <laughs> the latest on the case. It's creepy cool. So I, I need to pull it up. Have you looked at this? I haven't looked at the site. I have, actually. Oh, I, you have? I, 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 so, I, I did. So I research. Oh, so you have. That's really cool because she said you guys should check it out. What do you guys make of sites that are dedicated to killers and creepers of our society? Um, okay, so if the site is just putting out the information, this is what uh-huh. happens after the case, there's nothing wrong with that. If it's glorifying a serial killer, then there is something wrong with that, because serial killers shouldn't be glorified. And what we're doing on this show is, is definitely not glorifying it, but we're reviewing the case of it, right? And Billy, I mean, you can attest to this. We're doing this show. This is the first serial killer one we're doing. How many requests have we got in the last month, uh, several months, to do a serial killer show? Yes, absolutely. And, and you know what? I got to add something. I'm looking at the site now. Oh my gosh, it's even copyrighted in 2021. So, mm. 
There's even a Facebook. <laughs> Wait, it's a website by Brian Jeremia. Okay. Used it. This is different. This is different. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've never seen this before. Wow. Thank you for the tip and the deem. Wow. That's Denixia. Cool. I would say yeah. this, Denixia. It, it's, it's right what the dean said. I'm I'm good with having these things for historical knowledge and for, for personal, you know, for, for enthusiasts, right? Um, but at some point, I just don't want them to become the spawns of something worse. And so as long as people can use them for what they're worth and that is for information purposes, I'm good with it. I'm totally good with it. Billy, I have a question here for uh, for you. It says, this is from Max. What pushes a person to want to kill? Is there an innate desire in some to be evil? I think there is. I mean, think about the fact. Evil, well, I shouldn't say evil, but maybe to do wrong, right? So we could debate all day philosophically the I, the morality of doing what's right versus wrong. But, I well, think about it. When your mom tells you not to do something, but you know through self-discovery, I want to do it. I'm going to touch that hot stove even when I shouldn't. But when your hand gets burned, you know better. Well, okay, then you did the bad thing. You chose bad over good. So I think in all of us, it is innate for us to test the waters of the law, right? Or of authority, even if we know, because we want satisfaction. We want a gratification for our actions. For We want to feel good by our own choices. When things go bad, then we have to deal with the consequences. But what pushes a person? I think that we all can go to that precipice if not careful. I mean, think of the times, Nadim, in our lives. There's a lot that we've endured, and we've had some, you know, we've all had a dark season of our lives, right? If you live long enough, you'll, you'll have one. And right. what would push someone to the point of no return to go back? I've been angry. I've been bitter. I've had a couple of bosses I could not stand, but I didn't want to take their lives. Because at the end of the day, it wasn't in the fact that, oh, if I took their life, even if the law wouldn't catch me, I still have value for human life, right? And so ultimately, it depends on the individual and how they perceive life and what they value in life. Because if I really love life, then I, hopefully I'll love the things that come with life including the right. people, the human, the nature, the animals, the things that make it. What do you think? Um, I don't know what pushes a, a person to wanting to kill someone else. Yeah. Sometimes it's revenge. Sometimes it's just the person, you know, not everybody's wiring is the same. And so as you were saying, people have this, uh, we all get angry. We're all humans, but to, to kill somebody, this isn't another level. You know, right, I'm not right. talking, I'm not talking about if you're a soldier and you, you had to go to war. I'm talking about if you're just killing in, in the sense of evil, right? And so, um, obviously, that person doesn't value human life, right? They don't see everybody or they don't see the world that the way other people do, in my opinion. And that is my humble opinion, you know. Um, is everybody evil? No, I don't think everybody's evil. I think that everybody has a mischievous, uh, a mischievous side to them. But not necessarily evil. Definitely not evil to the point of wanting to to kill another human being and actually wanting to carry it out, right? Because you get upset. This guy cut me off in traffic. I hope he drives into a wall. But you know that's one thing. But the, to to carry it out is just something completely different. Billy, I have one more question. I want to try to get to it before I give the case update. Um, do you have any more questions on your side? I had one, but it's, it's one that can tri- it could actually cross us over to next week's show, the next um, episode. Go for yours. Okay. You can do yours. So this, this question we kind of answered already, and it's from Nancy, and she says, why do you think the Zodiac Killer spared males over females, or did he kill both? So, Nancy, to answer your question, he killed both. Uh, he killed men and women. 
The difference is he was more cruel towards women. And we talked earlier in the show about maybe there were some sort of psychological scars from a woman in his life, uh, be his mother or, or a wife or a past lover or something to that effect. But yes, he, the Zodiac Killer killed both, but was more violent uh, towards, towards women. Mm. You know, folks, we have to thank you for what an incredible show. This was so much fun. And, and and it's it the last two questions in the deem actually relate to what's forthcoming. So Lewis wanted to know what other topics are in store for twenty twenty one with the Fright Talk guys. This stuff this stuff is super cool. And 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 Nadine, would you like to tell him where he can go and find information? <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> Absolutely go to everyday folks. Okay, and everydayfolks.com, right? So everydayfolks.com, yeah. Yeah, and you, Billy was kind enough that he put up the schedule all mm-hmm. the way almost into the year. You're going to see a lot of interesting things on there, and we are so looking forward to those things. Um, so, yes, definitely if you go on there, we've already had – you know, Billy, believe it or not, we actually have fans. Uh, we've actually had quite a few people go in there and look at the at the topics for the next show. Now, we have about three minutes, so there's two things I want to say. In 2020, there was a case update for the Zodiac Killer. After 50 years, amateur code breaker, breakers um, actually solved the Zodiac Killer's cipher, one of them. And then you can find this on biography.com. It's where I got it from. And the, the cipher was this. Uh, I hope you're having lots of fun in trying to catch me. That wasn't me on the TV show, which brings up a point about me. I'm not afraid of the gas chamber because it'll send me to paradise. All the sooner because now I have, I now have enough slaves to work for me where everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise. So they are afraid of death. I'm not afraid because I know that my new life is life will be an easy one in paradise death. Wow. That was deciphered in 2020 by some amateur code breakers after 50 years. One of the Unbelievable. Wow, Nadine. That's amazing, folks. Wow. And folks, we thank you for listening to our show tonight. We hope that you'll join us on January 29th at Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m., our new time, by the way, for, for, for our Fright Talk series. We'll be discussing nightmares. And as Nadine mentioned earlier, you could check out our entire lineup all the way up to just about October, uh, where, we'll, where you'll find more of our listings. That schedule is tentative, of course, because we like to give the audience what it wants. But it's a good glimpse of what we're up to and what we're going to be doing. Thank you for listening, folks. Take care. Uh, Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful night. Again, uh, one last time, thank you for listening to our Zodiac Killer show. Also, please know any names mentioned here, uh, any of the suspects, anything like that, nobody has been proven guilty. Nobody has been – everybody's name is, is still clear. These names have come up through research. But we appreciate you guys listening. And we promise Nadine Tapsh is not the Zodiac. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, everyone. See you in two weeks.